Hello there and welcome to episode four of the Starting Lineup podcast. And uh, firstly, I'd like to extend my apologies for last week's, I think it's fair to say, shoddy audio quality. Uh, but hopefully uh, this episode, will be, you will see a marked improvement. Uh, and joining me, as usual, are Alex. Hi. And uh, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Treggs. Happy birthday. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. And yeah, and I'm uh, I'm pleased to welcome, our, as a guest, our good friend, uh, host of the Chelsea Spot Chelsea Spot podcast, and youth and self-proclaimed youth football aficionado. It's all nice of kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I'm delighted to be here, guys. Um, this has been in the works for a while, so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, you're giving it the big build up. That's right. Just... Giving it the big end. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. Big, uh, yeah, shout out to Oscar Buck there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just looking back, so we've been doing our, our weekly predictions, as always. And then, you know, big mock exams coming up, but like, who cares about them right now? Because it's all about the quiz today. Good marks yeah. on these. It's going to set you up for future, future endeavours pretty well, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> so we're taking part. We've each come with a set of five questions. And we will be taking part in a quiz against each other. But first things first, I'm the realist. No, um, we're going to look back at um, our predictions from last week, where it was so, another another runaway week for Alex. Yeah, so last week, I, I thought I might be getting a bit ahead of myself. I might be giving it the big one. I might be saying, oh, I got 11, they both got six. But I'm looking back at uh, what we did. Gabe coming in with a... A not great score of five points, which is less than what he got in the, the first week, which was six. Treggs has, uh, has matched him, also getting five. And I'm, I'm extending my lead with uh, eight points. So in terms of the, uh, the overall table, uh, Gabe and Treggs are, are level on 11 points. And I am first on 19. I so think what, what we're seeing here is um, Alex's XPP catching up with him. <laughs> it's going to catch up with him at some point. He's expected yeah, we, Soon his expected prediction points will catch up with him, and me and Gabe will um will climb this. It will happen. We'll see. Um, but we're just going to jump straight in, and with this week's predictions. So starting this Saturday, we have come on the boys. It's Burnley Arsenal. I'm going to kick off with the big man himself. Well, not not that big, but the guest, <laughs> the guest Orlando. <laughs> What's your thinking for this one? Well, um, Arsenal have been in decent form of late. Um, had a slight blip against Benfica in the Europa League, but managed to get through all the same. Um, I absolutely love watching Bukayo Saka play. Um, I think he's quite clearly Arsenal's... Well, he's not only been Arsenal's best player this season, but I think he is Arsenal's best player outright, um, despite all the kind of... You know, big money talent in the squad. I think he, he's. Well, 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 one second, one second, one second. You have actually <laughs> discounted Willian. Willian. Okay, we, okay. Oh, Willian, you know, I didn't even have to say. He's on another, he's on another level. He's yeah. on another level. Yeah. Yeah, he is on another level. There's Willian. Everyone else is above him. <laughs> Saka is the best player. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, I think. But having said that, I think Burnley will be a tough place for him to. Um, for him to really kind of play his game because 
it's centered a lot around his intelligence, picking up the ball in good spaces, um, finding finding space where there seems to be none, and then using his you know good ball striking ability, good uh, dribbling to to make the most of those spaces. But Burnley, a very well drilled team, um, is based around preventing those spaces from being found. So I think it could be tough for Arsenal. Um, I am actually predicting a Willian goal, seeing oh, as he's come into form. Um, looks like really he's going to start there. for the first time in a while. Um, I'm going to say a 2-1 win for Arsenal. Uh, they're going to scrape it, um, but it won't be pretty. So, I don't know. You're, you're talking about Willian form. And it, <laughs> I'm well known to be one of his bigger critics this season. But at the start of the season... Chelsea fans were saying, Arsenal fans, everyone was saying, Willian, he's got this, this little thing where every season he's got three tokens. And for each token, he gets one really good game. And the first game of the season, it's brilliant that? against Fulham. It game is well known. I mean, Gabe's like, always, always said, last game, always saying, he put in his second that, token. It's not, it's just like, one left. Curse is permanent. And I Willian's curse is shining through. I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying it now. Alex, the only people who said it's like, performances. he doesn't even score for It's literally the only person who's said Absolutely not. Anyway, so, what's your prediction? Anyway, moving on, moving on. My prediction for the game is 2 0 Arsenal. Um, I think Burnley's coming off of that, a thrashing by Spurs, although Spurs were very good, but I mean, are Spurs that good in general? Probably not. I'm not going to go in with the big analysis that Orlando's done. I'm going to say we're on good form. I don't think Burnley will offer too much resistance. And as long as we don't concede first, and I hopefully, I think we don't, I think we won't concede at all. I think we're going to win 2 0. Right, well, um, Seeing as we're joined uh, by Orlandinho today, um, and we've just been talking about the uh, the Ronaldinho regen in Willian, um, <laughs> I see I see a, a big win for Arsenal. I see three one. Um, I think you, you you're getting your confidence back. Um, I, I, I'm as surprised as you that I'm currently the one who's um who's kind of bigging up Arsenal the most here. But um, yeah, I think Burnley are always a, a challenge to deal with in the uh, set-piece situations, but I think Arsenal's class will shine through. So, 3-1. Yeah, first of all, Alex, let's not knock the kind of premium analysis we get here from Orlando. Yeah? I, was knocking, <laughs> I, I was knocking myself. Okay. I can't, I can't okay. live up to the same standards. Okay. I, he's got all the Sakharis working in space. So I've got Burnley lost to Spurs last week. I'll say it. <laughs> it's um, all right. <laughs> Historical context. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> Huge evidence there. Um, but like what he said, it's always a tough place to go to, Turf Moor. Happy, happy place. Pretty well drilled, you know, the classic 4-4-2 formation, the, the deep block, you might say. Um, but, you know, I think it was good. It's good that we gave Bukayo some uh, some rest last week. Hopefully he'll got he's over a week. He'll come up, some uh, freshness in his legs, you might say. And... I think well, generally rotated side. We managed to get the win against Leicester. I actually do think Burnley could be on the cards tonight, well, at the time of recording, for a win against Leicester. I wouldn't be surprised if they picked up a win against their reasonably depleted Leicester side. But mm. I'm going to go for Reasonably. It. Leicester have had an awful injury run. Goes quite yeah. understated, I think. And people will say at the end of the season, if they don't get the top four, they'll say, oh, Rodgers bottled top four again. But really, you look at who's been injured. It's, it's very difficult for him to, to keep up what he was doing. Top the squad they've got boy. now, in terms of what they had when everyone's fit, is just completely different. It's black and white. Yeah. 
Um, tough without my boy Harvey. But I am going <laughs> for a two. I'll go for a two 0 Arsenal. I think. Okay. No, it's not going to be. It's going to be liquid football that we come to see from Arsenal every week on a regular basis. Uh, but <laughs> I think we will have enough to get over the line. Two 0 right. um, Next up, we have. It's not a battle of the basement, but a team who could get dragged into it. Southampton travelling to Sheffield. Orlando, thoughts? Well, as you just said there, Southampton have really not been in good form as of late. Um, Sheffield United haven't really been in any sort of form the whole (laughs) season. So, you know, form is a little bit irrelevant when you're talking about the worst side in the league. But, um, yeah, this will be seen as a chance for Southampton to to get back on track because they are a very good side with a very good squad, a fantastic manager. They shouldn't be putting together runs of results that they have done recently. Obviously, they've, as uh, as you just alluded to, Alex, with Leicester, they've also had a terrible um, mm. injury crisis. You yeah. know, I think lots of teams are having this, you know, with the the corona-induced reasons. Yeah, etc. Um, Sheffield United themselves, they don't have any of their first choice back three playing. You know, so key to their, the way they yeah. play. Yeah, and a thin squad, as you say. You know, already. So, I am going to say one-one uh, because I think Sheffield United will probably just get a set piece goal somehow. Um, uh, but I'm not sure if Southampton's main players are going to be back in time enough for them to really kind of be fully rejuvenated i think well yeah both sides are going to go into it thinking it's a really good opportunity to get some rare points for them and it's quite a similar situation except several southampton are they're, they're going down they're not really, their their run of form is going down they're not going to get relegated i don't think <laughs> Sheffield have always been at the bottom yeah, yeah you, never know, you, never know, you never know you never know i know personally that. don't think they will i think like I said, yeah, so it's going to be, they're both going to go into it with the same kind of hoping, thinking they're terrible. Surely, if we're going to get points, this is going to be when. But uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 1 0 Southampton. I think Sheffield, as, as, as bad the form Southampton have been in, Sheffield are worse. So I'm going to say 1 0 Southampton. Well, um, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a big opportunity for both teams to get some points here. Um, I think, yeah, Southampton have looked poor of late and obviously they've been without some key players. Uh, but I think it'll be a, a tight game, uh, a really edgy fixture. But I've won 1-0 Southampton. I think my boy um, James Ward-Prowse, or some call him uh, the South Coast Janino with his free kick ability. Uh, I think he'll he'll come through <laughs> with a huge uh, goal or assist. Um, uh, big tip for me, get him in your fantasy now. Uh, but yeah, I think I think 1-0 Southampton. Um, yeah, I'm also... Backing that's how I'm doing. I'm gonna go two one. Um, that is, is just, you know, after the stop the count tweet, we thought they were onto bigger and better things. But <laughs> one point since January the fourth, I've got down. Um, really, but yeah, it's really tough one in terms of injuries. I think big miss is KWP Kyle Walker Peters, who's been yep. first off the season pretty integral, both going forward and defensively. But I think this is a pretty good chance for some points here against another injury hit side. Um, turned into Ali McCoyster. But, <laughs> uh, and I think it will. 
I'm backing. Yeah, I'm backing Southampton two one. Okay. Uh, and next up, we have a a Midlands derby. Um, <laughs> will Captain Jack be be back for it? I don't Captain know. Jack. But it is well, Aston Villa hosting Wolves. Well, it's not just the battle of the um, the Midlands, but it's the battle of the two best dribblers in the league the two most fouled players in the league, I believe, Jack Grealish and Adama Traore. As you said, I'm not sure if Grealish will be back fit quite in time to play the game. Is Traore but, the best? Um, one of the yeah, best, 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 best dribbler? He is pretty good. Yeah. If you want to talk I, about... I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't call in terms of dribbling. Statistically, well, probably is. Listen, I don't if know. you want to talk about... Running. If you want to talk about close control, whatever, that's a different thing. But yeah. in terms of you know how many dribbles he attempts and how many dribbles he completes and his success rate um all of those are you know top of the league um and top in europe i believe to be fair so, he's kind of hacked the system because he doesn't really doesn't really dribble he just oops it. well, well yeah i think pro clubs have put all their stats into pace and physical <laughs> and has like a decent doesn't really he's got a like two-star week for a two-star the line merchant yeah just 99 think... pace, 99 physical that's it i think a better way to phrase it than dribbling would be ball carrying yeah. He's a very, very efficient ball carrier. Whether you want to call it dribbling, you know, like someone like, I don't know, Phil Foden would, it's not exactly mm. the same. Um, not, not got the grace or elegance, let's say that. But, but he's, he's doused gets, in baby oil, so he, get, he, he gets some speed and slips past defenders. It, it works. He has not been that effective this season, despite his fantastic ball progression skills. He hasn't scored or assisted in the league for ages. Um, obviously, that's you know not conclusive evidence to say that he's performing badly or anything. But um, I don't think Wolves have scored many goals lately. With Raul Jimenez out, um, they've been struggling. Fabio Silva hasn't really um, lived up to his price tag as of yet. Um, obviously, he may still do in the future, but he's still very young. But um, they've brought in uh, he hasn't really got going yet we'll see if he does um but you know all the evidence to me points to a quite conclusive Aston Villa win um they were very very impressive against Leeds I thought Dean Smith um shown some balls to drop Ross Barkley for young Jacob Ramsey um after a few bad performances from from Ross the boss um and um who's ever called him that I have. He's he's my favorite cult hero at Stamford yeah, Bridge. He, I get that. He's a cult. He's a cult figure. But... Boss, boss Rackley. Cult figure. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Scouse Maradona, Scouse Zidane, whatever you want to call him. Anyway, um, brilliant player in my opinion. But you know, obviously, um, he hasn't been great as of late. For, for, less, for sorry for Aston Villa and, and Dean Smith has dropped him for. for Jacob Ramsey and it paid off in, in the game against Leeds. They were very, very solid defensively, made it tough for them to break them down. Um, I think they won't be doing that so much against Wolves. They'll just be, you know, they'll have a lot more possession, but they've got the players to make use of that. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say a 1 0 win for, for Villa. I'm going to basically echo everything you've just said, except the scoreline. I'm going to say 2 1 Villa. Um, yep. I think Wolves are just not proficient enough in scoring. I know I've said they're going to score, but uh, I, I think they'll get one. Uh, maybe a, a Pedro Neto counter-attack, as I'm sure Gabe will be happy to see. <laughs> um, but no, I backed Villa to beat Leeds, and they beat Leeds. I think 
I think I'll beat Wolves as well. I think I'll be two one. Well, um, a certain uh, Villa fan that will go unnamed has uh, over the last few weeks given me a lot of grief for my predictions about Villa, <laughs> um, and he's been right every time. So I'm going to go two 0 Villa, convincing win. I'm going to um, make him happy, and um, uh, and yeah, I, I see Villa dominating the game. And if Jack Grealish is back, then it's a it's a it's a no doubt win. Um, I don't know if Pedro Neto can uh, can save the sinking ship that is Wolves at the moment. Wow, I don't know about that. Um, that Villa fan will not be happy because I'm going against the grain, and I'm going to back Wolves to pick up a two-one win on the road. And it may be some slight Pedro Neto bias, I have to say, but I was. They've been on a good run last night. I don't think that really warranted the, res- the scoreline. Didn't really warrant the result. I think arguably second half, Wolves looked very dangerous, creating creating the good chance, creating good chances. Adama was causing the city driving through the heart of the city midfield, and you know, a bit of a cliche, but the final execution just wasn't wasn't up. But it can be, and I think it will be. And Villa. Let's see if Grealish is fit, but I don't know. I'm rather foolishly, I'm never that convinced by Villa. Um, but yeah, I'm a back Wolves. A surprise win, two one. You, you know what I want to see? I want to see someone tally up every time Gabe has mentioned Pedro Neto in these podcasts <laughs> and make a like Pedro Neto per per episode little like thing because it must be it must be five times an episode at least. Yeah, he's, he doesn't get mentioned enough for my liking. Um, right, anyway, we'll go to the perennial expected goal kings, Brighton, hosting <laughs> Leicester City. Yeah, well, you said it there. They've been the the um, story of the season, really, in that. Um, yeah, um, I think they will. I think they will finally get three points on the board. Um they might even, you know, get a few a few long shots, a few headers, a few set piece goals, score more goals than expected to in this game. You know, the the regression to the mean would suggest that they are deserving of that um at some point. Uh to be fair, they're probably suggesting that that should have happened about six months ago, um, such as their expected goals woe. But um, you know, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say I also really like them as a team I like a lot of their players I really like Graham Potter um so I am going to say a 2-1 win for Brighton against Leicester I I'm gonna say 1-1 because I think while Leicester have obviously got their injuries I still think they're they're not a dreadful side I think I think they're definitely capable of getting a goal I think Vardy's due one I mean that doesn't statistically that doesn't mean anything but you know I think he'll get a goal but I think um, whether Brighton will win the XG and not win the game, I think they will. Um, I think they'll probably get a goal from. I don't know. I, I have absolutely no idea if they're any good at set pieces, but I think they will get one from a set piece. Yeah, Don- um, big donkey. I've got Dan Burns like six foot seven or wherever he is. Um, mm-hmm. He's only no, scored one header or something. Anyway, Web Web Dini. <laughs> I think Tariq Lamptey could be back as well. Well, he's not. That would be a header from that. He's not even five foot. Um, wow, he's <laughs> laughing. Them. Them. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna say one-one. I think I don't think Bryson 
um, or get the win. But then they're, they're, they're capable of getting a draw against this injured Leicester side. Well, I think what we're seeing here is a common case of uh, hopeful naivety. I've been backing Brighton to uh, live up to the XG for weeks now. And each time they fail me, uh, I've, I've given up uh, with, with my, um, my support. Well, in last them. week, they missed two penalties. Yeah, exactly. They can't finish their chances, Orlando. They, they did score one, but... Uh, Graham, Bot- Graham Potter's fault, in my opinion. You know, he yeah. needs to be well, teaching you, him you to can't take trust, penalties better. You can't trust Potable. I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. The fact that the system has created two penalties for them when he knows his players can't take penalties is just ridiculous. 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 Why, would you, why, would you, why would you set them up tactically it's to win penalties if they can't score them? I mean, that, I, I've, always, I've always liked Danny Welbeck, but... Oh my word! What what on earth has he done there? Don't disrespect that guy. Works. I'm going two one Leicester. I think, despite their injury crisis, which we've uh, which we've previously mentioned, I think they've still got um, a team with lots of quality and um, a lot of great attacking intent, which can overwhelm Brighton. Who I think I think will create chances, but again, if you can't score them, it, it doesn't matter. And I think Brighton will will struggle to convert. So. I think they may get one set-piece goal, um, and I think it'll be 2-1. Uh, yeah, like uh, Jim White so articulately said, XG goals, they're not real goals. Uh, <laughs> who would have thought it? Who would have thought that? Because I was living off XG. I My, a Michael Owen comment there. <laughs> I had no idea up until that point, but I think they they will get two real goals this time, and Leicester will get one. I think, yeah, Bryson, yeah. I think people are sleeping on Brighton now. Because you know it's, it is a bit of a meme now, the XG over underperformance. Um, but I think they'll be, I think they'll pick up the winner two one. I'm only sleeping on Brian because I've been awake to them for like months now. <laughs> I'm assuming. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, yeah, I've, I've lost, I've lost my effort for. Fair okay. enough. Uh, and now on Sunday we have, for use of a better phrase, a six pointer West Brom Newcastle. To be very honest, there is no chance I'll be watching this game. Um, <laughs> you know, even the the delightful prospect of Conor Gallagher watch will not be able to tempt me to, you know, even watch a minute of it. Um, I think Newcastle are a terribly coached side. Um, I think West Brom are probably a well-coached side, but not, uh, in my opinion, a a good footballing side. Um, and I think this match will probably exist between only defence and attack and it will bypass the whole midfield. Um, lots of headers, lots of second balls, lots of set pieces. Uh, and I think it will end 1-1. I've also gone 1-1. I think my boy Joe Willock will, uh, will bag a goal. But um, it's not going to be a high-scoring affair, let's be real. I don't think it'll be nil-nil. I don't think either side will win. So I'm only left with 1-1, really, if I uh, narrow down my options like that. Um, no, it's going to be a bit of a shite game, really. I'm going to say 1-1. Well, keep it, keep it PG-13, I think. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, as, as Orlando said, Newcastle looked like a really poorly coached team. And um, I, I saw a comment from, from Steve Bruce saying he doesn't believe in tactics. Now, people say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a PE teacher. We've got the true PE teacher there. Doesn't believe in tactics. I think that, I think that despite this, Newcastle have some players that will, will bring out the flair. They'll 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 bring out pace and uh, power and attack. Do they? Think, Who? Who's going to do that? As as I watched Newcastle against Man United, 
Um, they're, all in, they're all injured. They're all injured. I'm pretty sure Sam Maxman's injured. Sam Maxman's injured. Sam Maxman's injured. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's Joel Linton season, guys. It's, it's a no-no for me. It's, it's a no-no for me then. Playing well, had, a number ten said... as a target man. Nice stuff, <laughs> Steve Bruce. I had, uh, I had to, I had thought it was going to be two 0 Newcastle. I think West Brom looked decent, but I think Newcastle will just grab a few lucky goals. But, um, but seeing as they've got uh, a lot of injuries, I've gone nil-nil because it just looks like it's going to be a, a tight cage affair, and I think anything will sort of come from it. I really, they're just two bad teams. Like, let's just <laughs> let's just face it, they're just bad. Um, like you, you've got Sam Allardyce and Steve Bruce as your managers. It's not going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> this isn't going on. But um, I think West Brom off their back of their yeah reasonably lucky win against Brighton. Um, I think they'll pick up a win, probably not by virtue. Being good themselves, but more uh, Newcastle being worse. So I'm going to go 1 0 West Brom. Um, next up, we have Liverpool hosting Fulham. What earth was that? <laughs> well, <laughs> Fulham have been my favourite team to watch in the yeah, Premier League. Big up, big up, Fulham. Um, Scott Parker, you know, he speaks Aruba, he speaks Patois, <laughs> he's got all the Jamaicans, all the Nigerians on his side. <laughs> Um, you know, he's Team Niger for for the World Cup. Um, you know, um, I love it. I love all the all the players he's brought in. I love the way he's using them. Uh, the the um, presence of Ruben Loftus Cheek, obviously, personally for me, greatly accentuates that. Um, and I'm seeing a goal from him. He, he's performed very well consistently over the last eight or so weeks um, without scoring. Um, and I think this big game against Liverpool um, will, will be the day. Um, perhaps a header with Liverpool's centre-back crisis, you know, not the best defensively in the air. Um, we know Ruben's got that aerial prowess. I remember last time these two sides met in the first half of the season, Fulham played very, very well. Um, they were 1-0 up at half-time, I believe. Um, ended 1-1. One, uh, but you know, we know what they can do. Uh, Liverpool, you know, they're sure to be coming off the back of a 5-0 defeat from the mighty Chels. So, you know, their <laughs> their confidence will be down in the mud. In so, you know, Fulham can, can take advantage of that. And I am going to say, well, I'm going to say another 1-1 draw. Ooh. I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool. Um, because I think if there's ever a game... That uh, Salah and Mane are gonna have a bit of a stat pad. It's probably gonna be this one. Fulham, Fulham are a very good side. Um, Liverpool, they're in not great form. Obviously, we, there's a reason why they're not in great form. There's another injury crisis. They seem to be quite popular at the moment. Um, I think Fulham will go one 0 up, and I think Liverpool will grab two late on, possibly jammy. We'll see. Um, but you know, I'm gonna say two one. Um, I think. Between these two teams, we'll see a really interesting midfield battle. I think the game will be won in the midfield. Um, I think you look at you look at Fulham's midfield options, and we've got um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, as Orlando said, um, along with uh, Frank Zambo and Gisa, who I like quite a lot. Um, but we've always seen Klopp go with. I think Klopp's always favoured the kind of workman midfielder who like runs a lot, who works back, who who kind of tracks his man. But um, but with. 
but uh, with uh, with some key midfielders out and I mean, him having to resort to the youth with Curtis Jones, I think we'll see a bit more creativity in the midfield. Thiago Alcantara. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me just correct you there. He's not resorting to the youth. I, I know, I know. He's but, picking uh, one of listen, his best players. Listen, Curtis Jones is a quality player, but I think without the injury crisis, we wouldn't have seen him come into this Liverpool team this early. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but I, I think that he, I, I definitely, I, personally, I think he improves the team rather than having a Milner or, or like a um, cater in there. But um, yeah, so I think I think we'll see a lot of creativity in both midfields. I think um, Liverpool will will just start edge it with a, a two-on-one. But I think it'll be a really exciting game. Okay, uh, I'm sure it won't come as a surprise, but I am also going one-one Fulham. <laughs> Well, the one, 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 actually. <laughs> I mean, it's as good as a win. It sounded like a full win there. I won the three. Uh, but like Orlando was alluding to earlier, uh, I remember watching that game and I was really impressed by Fulham. Um, really unlucky to uh, not get the three points courtesy of a late Salah penalty. But just, yeah, I'm always impressed whenever I watch Fulham, to be honest. Um, and I think... Big boy Adamola will nick 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 one in a one-one draw. So, and uh, okay, we'll move on to it's a big one now. You can't be excited. Alex. Oh my god, it's the Manchester derby! I am excited. I am excited. You should. I'm very excited. To be honest, I would usually say I'm excited, but I'm actually not that excited because Man United. I believe they've played seven games against the Big Six so far this season. And six of them have been nil-nil draws. Um, one goal. Which wasn't so they play, got one goal, and that was in a game that they lost 6-1 to Spurs. So that coupled with the fact that although you have to applaud City for their efficiency, um, I don't particularly enjoy watching them. Um, I never really have enjoyed watching them that much under Pep. I think they're quite robotic devoid of creativity just kind of you know reliant on on patterns and that sort of stuff um obviously i can understand why lots of people love watching them but personally i prefer more um i prefer teams where players are allowed to harness creativity in more sort of off off the cuff ways rather than being forced to play into patterns um man united are just not really either especially in these big games it's kind of just defend and counter-attack Bruno Fernandes player killer pass Marcus Rashford running behind um I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's approach to these big games is a negative thing I think the state that United in are at the moment um nil-nil draws against the big six are not bad at all especially when you consider that you know for example in the game last week against us Chelsea they could have easily nicked a win you know, slightly better decision-making on the counter, slightly better pass placement, whatever. And, you know, it's a, it's a 1-0 win. So, um, but having said that, I think City are too good at the moment. They're just you know, relentless. Um, credit has to go to Pep for the way he rotates the squad. You know, no, obviously, you know, they have all the players uh, for him to be able to do that. But I'm not sure if other managers with the same resources would have rotated as well and as much as he has done. Um, in this situation. So I am going to say, with that in mind, a 2-0 win to City. Um, and I'm going to say big Phil Foden getting in the in the headlines again. 
Orlando, Orlando, can I just ask, you know how you said that thing about um, how City play a really kind of formulaic, like, uh, uh, kind of style of play with, like, patterns, and yeah. there's less off-the-cuff kind of, like, creativity? Would you yeah. not see that players like Mares, De Bruyne, Phil Foden, Gundogan of, of, of late have displayed, like, creativity and, and kind of ingenuity well... in attacking transitions? Because I've, I feel like, like, when I watch a City game, I always see, like, a new piece of creative like uh genius from from those type of players and i i don't i, I wouldn't say that it, that kind of aspect of their games is suppressed i'd say it's more kind of allowed to to flourish i don't think it's suppressed like i just think it's you and i define creativity in different ways i think what you're talking about is just excellent technical ability riyad Mahrez is a great example you know he's fantastic at cutting in from the left and bending it top bins or getting across in same with kevin de bruyne he's fantastic at you know brilliant long passes but it's very formulaically designed to have them in these situations and obviously that's very very effective and you have to applaud Pep for for you know structuring the team to enable that but when Mahrez is in those situations you know what he's going to do it's not yeah um, I, I get that. it's by design yeah that no I understand that like when you see De Bruyne out on the kind of right flank looking to the box you just know he's going to put a perfect ball in not nothing you can do to stop it but you know what's happening. So I, I do understand that. But yeah, I'm just going to ask. I, I'm going to say, just go back to the predictions, I'm going to say a 3-1 Manchester City win. I think United will get a penalty. They're still not going to get the open play goal, but they'll get a goal at least. Um, but I, uh, City just will be too good for them. And uh, to be honest, I, I really don't see United getting a win out of this. They might get a draw if they play particularly well, but I really, I can't see them winning. Well, um, as Dave would say, I'm a, I'm a cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's written in the stars that it'll be the Manchester derby to break our spell of bad form against the, the top six sides. Uh, I also was discussing this with a City fan uh, the other day, and I was saying how um, he was saying, oh, could you get a, like a, a birthday present of a United win on the weekend? So I'd, I'd really love that. Um, I was also discussing with Orlando about um, the Man United kind of style of play in these big games and how... Solskjaer does like to, to go more defensive and hit on the break, which actually appeals to our style of play quite well. We've got these players that can that can uh, that can exploit that. Um, I just think that it, it will depend on um, whether Solskjaer does take a risk and plays, you know, a, a Donny van der Beek or uh, uh, if he if he's back from injury or a, a, a kind of or plays McTominay in a more kind of advanced position and leaves either a, either Fred or Matic to sit um, as a single uh, CDM. Uh, in the double pivot, um, or he or he goes with what he knows best and and sticks with the two CDMs protecting the kind of unreliable unreliable centre back pairing that we've got. Um, I think if 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 we're allowed to have more um, more freedom in the in the midfield, I think we could um, we could pose quite a challenge for City. Um, but of course, City have have quality uh, beyond many others. So I think it will be a very interesting game to watch. Um, it's either going to go with two ways, a really exciting game with, with free-flowing football or a boring one like last time at Old Trafford. But um, because I'm I'm a bit of an optimist, I'm going to go 2-1 Man United. Uh, well, you might be the only person. <laughs> the reason why we're ahead of you in the prediction table. Yeah. Because um, I think City are just, they're Wait, just too good to be honest. Ted, you're, you're both ahead of me. No. Sorry, James, Alongside me, yeah, that's just, that's just okay. due to Gabe's poor okay. predictions. <laughs> what I'm ahead. No, it, no, it's due to heart overhead predictions. <laughs> but but that's um, not what I've just done. A heart overhead. 
Yeah, yeah but surely, surely your head's like screaming at you. Surely you're not going to win it. No, but I have faith. Like you've got a bit of doubt. I have faith. No, I don't. But um, I think it will be. I just can't see Tino C. Uh, I just don't think you're going to find a way past, arguably, some might say, the best centre back pairing in Europe this season, at least. I think that's fair enough to say. Uh, well, and yeah. Which one is that? They've got three good centre backs. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know which one you're talking about. £384 million pound bench, I, I, I heard. No. Ake, Garcia. Well, Alex, has Ake even played for them yet? Don't, 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 resent the, don't resent the money. It's not like you haven't. I'm not, I'm not resenting the money. I'm, I'm saying that it's, it's impressive. Yeah, no, it is. I don't even understand. I'm seeing a lot of things where people were saying, is this City team better than the Invincibles? Is this City team better than 99 Treble yeah, winners? Maybe. And they always do it. We've seen it people, every single year. Every single year. City and the Centurions. Then the city the next year when they won it again. Then Klopp's Liverpool. Listen, people are desperate to do it. They always say they're saying, "Is this city defense the best defense to to play in the Premier League?" You know, in 0405, Chelsea conceded 15 goals. John Terry, Ricardo yeah, Carvalho, Petr Cech. City have conceded 17 goals already this season. The season's far from over. So you know, when people talk about that thing, it's always kind of you know, hysterical in the moment sort of stuff. Be it's honest. never going to be realistic. You can't you can't compare the two because the quality of opposition that the teams are facing is so different. The, everything's completely different. It's a completely different culture, completely different league. But yeah, anywho, moving on. Yeah, let's get back to the predictions. <laughs> moving on to a London derby, Tottenham Palace. Um, to be honest, I don't have that much to say about this. Two pretty defensive sides. Um... I'm, you know, last time they met, I remember there was lots of criticism for for Jose Mourinho because Tottenham, I think they went 2-0 up um, and they decided, or maybe they only went 1-0 up and they decided to sit back um, and they ended up, with, did they draw the game? Draw, they lost the game? One, one. Right. So, Jeffrey you know, Schick. I would be surprised if he does that again because um, he came under so much criticism last time. Um, but I can see Tottenham stumbling here um, because Palace have been incredibly well-drilled defensively uh, lately. I watched them against Brighton um, they, and they were really, really excellent. Um, they don't have that much going forward, but when you have players like Eberechi Eze and maybe Wilfred Zaha, if he's back fit, you know, they can make something out of nothing. So I am gonna, I'm going to say a repeat of the 1-1 draw from last time. I'm going to say 2-0 Spurs because I don't even know. I don't like Spurs. I don't think they'll do that great. I think they're coming off for that 4-0 win against Burnley. I think Bale might be picking up form. Maybe it's too early to say. Um, Kane and Son are keeping up. They haven't, they're not quite hitting the numbers. They were right at the beginning of the season, but they're still putting up brilliant numbers. Maybe Kane more so than Son. Um, and I think they've just got too much quality. Even though they're not playing great, they've got too much quality for this Palace side. So I think they'll win 2-0. Well, Alex, you, you're taking the words straight out of my mouth. Uh, everything you just said, I'd, I'd uh, second with a 2 0 win. Um, I mean, there's always Eze as an option to uh, to cause problems, and you know he's, he's mining Gabe's boy, but um, uh, but I, I think he'll struggle without um, uh, against that 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 Belgian Tottenham midfield of um, Hoiberg and uh, it, I mean it's either going to be Sissoko or Ndombele, isn't it? Um, who they they've impressed me they impressed me more earlier this season, but. Um, they, they've shown their quality in uh, in protecting the back line, so I think it will be 2-0. Uh, 
Um, yeah, regrettably, I've also gone to you know, Spurs, although I'm hoping for sort of Orlando's prediction. I think I can afford to be a bit more wild in my predictions, can't I? Because yeah. I'm not competing. Yeah, yeah true, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I will go to you know, Spurs because I just, for, for reasons stated by Alex, by the two Alexes, um, Orlando, talk to me about Chelsea Everton on Monday night. Well, as we record, Chelsea are yet to play uh, the game preceding this one uh, against Liverpool on Thursday night. And I think a lot depends on that result. It also depends on that starting eleven who comes off the bench because Chelsea are, let, are yet to lose under Thomas Tuchel. Um, and I am pretty confident that that loss will come in one of these two games. Um, but... I don't know which one it will be. Um, this is not really based on anything saying that we've looked bad or, you know, anything like that. But I just don't think it's more a kind of fan thing where it's just like, surely we can't keep on being unbeaten for this long. Um, so I think I'm going to say a win. I'm going to predict a win because if you've put form out the window, I do think we have what it takes to beat them quite easily. Um so, not easily, because they're a very good side. But, you know, we should we should be able to do it. Um, especially with the kind of conservative approach that Tuchel likes playing. Everton aren't particularly good on the counter. They, um, they're good at fashioning chances through, through nice football, but they're not great in transition. Um, I think, yeah, I think if Tuchel, you know, keeps what he's been doing this whole time, very possession-based football. Um, I'm going to say a 1-0 win to Chelsea. I reckon it's going to be 1-1 because I think they're both they're both good sides. Uh, like you said, they haven't, Chelsea haven't lost yet, um, which is why I'm not saying they're going to lose. Um, but they haven't, they haven't impressed me. Like They haven't been brilliant, but they've been pretty good. So I'm going to say 1-1. Trace, what about you? Well, I think Chelsea have impressed me defensively recently, but I think um, there's got to be a point where they'll they'll buckle under the pressure. And I think Everton have uh, they've looked strong. They uh, I think it was a few games ago they they beat their Merseyside uh, rivals in Liverpool, who um, everyone expected to win that game. Uh, Orlando was saying how uh, Everton aren't great in the transition, but they scored uh, their second goal in that exact circumstance. So I think I think it will be a high scoring game. I think a, a four goal thriller of two two Chelsea Everton. Um, yeah, I think I'm not sure Chelsea will keep this going as you said but I think that that eventual loss is more likely to happen tomorrow night for me um, but so for that reason I do think they will win this one though but I'm going to go 2-1 um, and our final game of the match day is West Ham the Happy Hammers right now taking on Leeds well I don't think they're going to be happy after this game because I think they're going to lose. Um, <laughs> I think I love watching them at the moment as well. Um, it's brilliant seeing Jesse Lingard playing good football. Um, I, I absolutely love watching him play because he does so much off the ball. He never stops running, especially when you consider that he hasn't played football in such a long time. It's just really, really impressive. I'm a huge fan of David Moyes, what he's done this season especially. I think he deserves to win manager of the season. Um, and I'm also... 
one of Declan Rice's biggest fans for obvious reasons. So I do really enjoy watching them. But I think Leeds will have too much energy, too much um, kind of self-designed chaos um, for West Ham to keep them at bay. Um, And I'm going to say 3-1 to Leeds. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go go 2-1 West Ham. I think there is some great form. Leeds have been good but inconsistent um, this season. Um, And, yeah, I think coming off the back of that, the Villa... Not yeah, the Villa loss. I think they're, they're going to lose again, two-one. Once again, taking the words straight out of my mouth. Uh, I, I'd agree with a two-one win. A bit worried now because considering uh, <laughs> your track record of predictions, it's not going to look for me. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. My my boy Jesse Lingard has been turning up in games recently, and uh, you know I think West Ham will will shore it out. So I'm forever blowing bubbles. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go points. The points being shared on this one. I'm going to go 2-2. Um, like Orlando said, well, every game, every time I watch West Ham, I, I like Declan Rice more and I'm impressed by him every single game. His defensive positioning is pretty spot on at times, I'd say. Well, I don't think spot on is the best word, but um, it's pretty good. And his, well, I guess, of an English trait, you might say, but his passion and willingness to just put his body on the line for everything it endears me to him um, but Leeds or a team who I think most people like watching I'd say um, and I think they will have too much going forward to for West Ham to get a win but I think 2-2 on his even is a fair result Okay that's the end of predictions I think Indeed, yeah. that concludes our Premier League predictions. So, so we'll next. right now, we will be moving on to the quiz. So, we've each come prepared, hopefully we have, <laughs> um, with five questions, varying topics, I think, you know, a bit of a free-for-all, choose your own, uh, and... <laughs> a battle of wits against each other out of 15. Um, so let's jump straight into it. Yeah, so the way it's going to work, uh, we're going to do, so if I'm asking first, which I'm not, Orlando is, he'll ask all five of his questions, we'll answer those, and then he'll give us the answers. We'll get our score out of five and move on to the next person. And uh, we'll see who the winner is right at the end, and it's going to be me. So Orlando, right. what's your first question? Right, before I ask ask my questions i am just first going to say that all my questions are only limited to players uh, slash teams within europe's top five leagues um because they're all statistical questions well, actually they're not fully statistical um but they're all based on uh data that i've taken from fb ref powered by Statsbomb, uh which only has advanced data available for the top five leagues so uh, with that in mind, um, we're going to move into the first question, um, which is, which player has won the most penalties in Europe's top five leagues oh this God. season? Um, oh, my. It's oh, a player who's won oh. the most penalties. Oh, wow. um, and it's ooh, a tricky one. And because of that, I'm going to give you a clue. Okay. Um, they, um, they made a big money move last summer. Right. Okay. So, so they're a new. This is their first season. 
2020s on. This is their first season at their new club. Okay. 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 I should probably add all the questions are also about um, this season. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's only taking into account stuff that's happened this season. Most penalties. Wow. Um, wow. Um, this is an interesting one. Big money move. Uh, my so, so, many, so many options. I don't don't it's a hard well. one. It's a hard one. Oh, okay. Come on. I've got to think. No, um, I don't know. Big money move. How, how, how big are we talking? Oh, wait. I think we're talking... Um, Around fifty million. Oh, okay, okay. I think I think I've got mine. You know. Oh I no. I'm, 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 I'm actually confident. confident with this. I don't know if I. Oh, actually, ah, okay. Okay. We're thinking, we're thinking. All right. I'm gonna move on to the second right. one. Yeah. Oh, you can, oh, continue I haven't even got an answer. I haven't even got an answer. No, no. Let me move on. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Fine. You can continue thinking throughout the next ones. Oh, this oh, one. Yeah. Um, there's one answer. There's one player who's top and there are two players who are just behind so if you get it's quite tricky so if you get the two players who are just behind i may allow that as well um but the question is which player in europe's top five leagues has the most nutmegs this season has nutmeg the most players i know this one i'm i love this one brilliant seriously all of mine are uh prem questions i love that question because i knew that straight away you know this yeah of course i do uh, There's one player with 14, and there are two players who both have 13. So yeah, yeah, okay. It's I know my player is in those three, so I'm confident with that. Okay. I'm just gonna go. Is it one of the three? I'm just gonna go him. Gabe, did you not revise for 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 these examples? I should have revised. Our problem was on revising my our GCSE mocks instead of our podcast quiz. I've done enough revising today. Right. Thank you very much. Moving on. The third one. Third question is a topic that I um, am quite uh, knowledgeable about. Um, it is, can you name the three 16-year-olds to have played in Europe's top five leagues this season? There are th- the well, three youngest players who have appeared. There's one really obvious one, one <laughs> less obvious let's, one, let's and the third one I'd be... The third one, I'd be very, very surprised if you got him. We're talking, we'll football, we're talking football manager winter update. Yeah. I think oh, this is a we could be talking football manager winter wait, wait, update. Orlando, but the, the other two are harder. I can't Orlando, believe. Orlando. Can in your question, is it in the league? Two? Is it in like the, 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 the league? I'll give you a clue. One of them is in uh, the Bundesliga and two of them are in the Premier League. Okay. Oh, wait. In the, pre- in the Prem? No, because yeah. I'm thinking, you know, wait, does League Cup count? No, 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 it doesn't count, right? No, 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 in the league. Because Aston Villa played like a full team of 14-year-olds. Yeah. No, 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 it, the these league, are all only league football. Okay, it's going to be a Chelsea player, isn't it? Um, it's not a Chelsea player. Who is this? Can I just say that for two all of the teams and then... Nah, this no. season? Yeah. In the pre- well, oh, wait, okay. I think I've got one. I'm going to move on okay. to question four. And you can continue thinking. I'm sure of it. That you you have to remember. It's just appearances. They you know they're just cameo appearances. But so they've like, they've minutes, like oh, it's, it's not it's not going to be. I know, oh, there's no Man United ones, and I know that for sure. Anyway, we're going to move on. Um, the fourth question is: Which player has been the target of an attempted pass the most times? So oh when their team got the. 
in the top five leagues. When their team's got Jeez. the ball, they are the target of attempted passes the most times. Okay. This it's one is part. actually simpler than you think. I've, okay, don't say it. I have an educated guess for this one. Mm. Just because whenever I watch them, let's just say he demands it. But... You can make... <laughs> You can make an educated guess um, based on a few things, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, question five, final question, is which Premier League side have committed the most fouls this season? I think I know that. Do you? Maybe. Wow. I think that might be one of the stats. You do. Mm. I've got, I've got and I've guess. got a bonus question as well. But okay. I don't think any of you will get it. So I'm going to oh, ask no. it after we've gone through the five. Okay. Most fouls in the prep. Most right, right. Have their, their answers. You, we can go could be Wait, hold on. Your answers. Um, it's not a player. It's which team has committed no, no, the most no. fouls. No, no, no. But, okay. All right, I'm going to well, go I think, wrong, I think it's wrong, but I'm just going to go with them. Same. I've, I think mine's wrong. All right. All right. Okay. Have you got your five, your five answers, yeah? yeah? I've got my yeah. five. Yeah, same. Okay. So question one. Which player has won the most pens in Europe's top not, five leagues this season, this. Alex? Oh, my God. I, I had zero clue. and I, My mind went blank. The only big money move that I could think of was Leroy Sane. I don't even play that much. Not Leroy Sane. Not Leroy Sane. Okay. I said, I said um, a man who plays for a team who I think has won quite a few pens, and I, I went for Federico Chiesa. It's not Federico Chiesa. Because right, I've got... It came to me... In my head, I remember looking at looking at his fantasy stats. He never actually gets assists. He gets, he just gets, he gets. He never actually gets real assists. Is it Timo Werner? Ding, ding, ding! Oh, oh got it. Well well he was fifty million. All right, Timo Werner with four. Fair he's, enough. he's won yeah, four penalties this season, and this is most. only in the league. I'm pretty sure he's also won at least one penalty in the Champions League. So he's got a, a talent for that, quite clearly. Um, Not much else, but, you know. Tony could score. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll move <laughs> on. So this one, uh, which Let's player has the most nutmegs? I know why Treggs has the answer, and, <laughs> well, he can tell you why. It's MR10, Marcus Rashford, an absolute right. bully on the Is wing. Yeah. I, sure. I went for another right. M. I went for Mbappe because I know he likes nutmegging people. Not Mbappe. Not Mbappe. Mbappe. Is not, not one of the three? Not one of the three, okay. I went, I went, I went Jack Grealish. But... It's not Jack Grealish. So who are the three? So which player has the most nutmegs in the top five leagues this season? First is Marcus Rashford with 14. And just behind him, I am surprised you didn't get either of these. Neymar and Jadon Sancho both have yeah, 13. Yeah, so it's between, between Neymar and Mbappe. It's, it's all the five-star skillers. Wow, so I think right, it's the five-star Okay. I mean, Neymar well, did get a nutmeg anyway. in, in leading to a goal, but anyway. Number three. Let's move on. Can you name the three 16-year-olds to have played in Europe this season? To be fair, I don't think I would have get, got the third one myself. Do we, do we have to have all three? I've got two. Do we have to have all three? Well, well if I've got Gabe's two well. got two, we'll see. I've what are your two. two, Gabe? I've got Yusuf and Makoko. Yeah. And, and Dane Scarlett. Correct. Okay. Well, so, I think I think right. I might know the third. Okay. I, I've also got Makoku. Makoko, I don't know how you say it. Um and then I couldn't think of an I, I literally I couldn't think of a sixteen year old, apart from myself. I, I um so I, I put down like Jacob Ramsey, but I don't think he's sixteen. Jacob um, Ramsey I think is nineteen actually. I, yeah, I messed up this one as well. I didn't I didn't even think of Yusuf and Makoko. 
Um, I went for Delap, even though I know he's seventeen. I also went for Delap, um, and then I went for Alfie Devine. Alfie Devine, unfortunately, has made an appearance in the league. Oh, God. The player room. is. Right, the so player I, is. Do I get? I get the points on that one because I got two. You yeah, do you get, get one point. One point. Yeah. 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 The player he plays for a team we've we've mentioned in in the pod previously. Antoine Hackford, Sheffield United. I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, no one He made a cameo off the bench. Against Palace. Against right. Crystal Palace. Gabe, yeah, if you knew it, you should have said it. There you go. Oh, I didn't know. Right. I know now. Prolific. I know He's now. prolific at youth level this season. Really great player. One right, to go on. Question four. Let's move on to that one. Question four. Question four. Which player has been the target of an attempted pass the most times? Was it Messi? Right. It was. Oh, Leonardo. I went Ronaldo. I went Ronaldo. I went Ronaldo as well. Marcus Ronaldo, he's at the wrong this end This is of the what pitch. I meant Messi's by logic. The you just choose yeah, the best yeah. player. Yeah, exactly. Because Ronaldo, Barcelona, Ronaldo's they just pass Ronaldo. it to him whenever. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. So, Ronaldo, has anyone ever seen Ronaldo? Ronaldo demands the ball. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. You, Juventus just passed Ronaldo. Messi's more involved. Drops really Okay, fair enough. One thing that Ronaldo is really good at is being offside when I was looking at. He's the second most offside. He's the second most. Called offside. Morata's not even really? in the top twenty. Yeah, when well, well, he still will go. Still will go. Okay, we'll get into that. Last question. Which for Wallen, Premier League side have committed the most fouls this season? So I put Arsenal, but I don't think it is Arsenal because I remember seeing um, a table of fouls committed to yellow cards received. I know we're top of that, but I don't think we're top of fouls committed. It's not Arsenal, Dregs. Okay. I went for Liverpool out on a whim. Not Liverpool. I don't okay. know if it's right. I went for Man City. It's not Man City. Just, I thought I thought the tactical You guys have all gone for teams. Truly, it's going to be Burnley or something. I thought about that. You guys like, have all gone like, for teams that have the majority much. of possession yeah, of the ball. Yeah. It's Fulham. It's Fulham. Okay. All right. 334. So, I'm just going to ask a bonus question because it's a funny one. Which team is underperforming their non-penalty XG the most in Europe. <laughs> and it's not Brighton. Brighton it's Man United. Second. It's Man United, isn't it? Team. They're not... No, it's not Man United. Not, um, I know, we, we, get, we, we get disallowed so many pens at the moment. That's, okay, what that's not is. what XG means. Um, okay, well... Okay, because I remember... Okay, one sec. Because I need to think about this. Because I do remember hearing about a player who was underperforming his... his um, yeah, there is expect, one. Yeah. Expected his assists massively, so I don't know if this is oh, right. I think that's Rodrigo De Paul at no, Udinese. It wasn't. No. It was Brian Gill at Ibar. I'm gonna say Ibar. It's not Ibar, unfortunately. What it's a it? quite a big team. What is it? I have no clue. It's Olympique Lyonnais. Really? In France. In they, the are, like they, their expected goals plus minus is minus 12.5. <laughs> wow. Brighton That's... are second in Europe with minus 11.6. And those are the two outliers. I think the third is about minus eight. Right. So, All right. yeah, it's, it's crazy. Good, Good question. Good question. Yeah. Are the scores on the, scores on the doors? I've got one. i I got one. I'm on two. <laughs> Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'd say my I'll, question's pretty easy. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with my questions next. Um, okay. They're all they're all very prem based, um, and they're all easier than those. I'll I'll say you shouldn't be needing a, a clue. So the first one's got a bit of a fantasy football theme. 
Which Premier League player has the most fancy football points that doesn't play for a big six club? The big six being Arsenal, Spurs, United, City. Oh, surely this is this person. You should. It it has to be. There's no way it can't be. There's a few few people. Wait, wait, are we talking about like the the original big six or the... Yeah, Yeah, we're we're talking about the the big six. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It doesn't play for one of them. It's got the most points this season. I want to go hard with one, but it's not... Um, Don't be saying the answers because you never know. I want to go, go to Thomas Suchet, but I feel like, I feel like that's been stupid. Okay, so moving actually, on. I know actually, I know what it is. Number two. Um, this, is, this is a bit more straightforward than you think. How many goals has Ilkay Gundogan scored in the Premier League this season? Okay, fine. I think I, I, think I might have this. I think I know this one. I might have overshot this, though. It's difficult. It, it surprised me when I saw it. But I may have overshot this as well, but I. I think I'm going to go for the, that one. Okay, next up, number three. Oh, actually. Oh, no, let him, I just let thought, see. no, no, I just thought of one for the first one, which it could be because he's been picking up the points for me. But yeah. <laughs> Who has the second most goal involvements, which is goals and assists combined, for Arsenal this season? And that's in all competitions. So that includes Europa, FA Cup, etc. Second most. Exactly who this is going to be. <laughs> it's easier than you think. That was pretty a bit too easy. I was, I was running out of questions at this point. Um, now, for this third one, I was I was debating whether... So the question is, what was the first game of the Premier League season? But I think that's too easy. So I might change that to what was the scoreline of the first game of the season. And whoever gets closest can get the point. Oh. Well, unless most people get it right. First game? Yeah, I know that one. Oh, God. I don't know this at all. The 12.30 kickoff. It, it was a 12.30 kick-off. On I remember it was a really rubbish game. Saturday the 12th of September. Oh, I think well, I know this one. I think I know this one. Fulham oh. Oh. Right. That's enough. That's enough. Well, now you've just given it away, haven't you? Did you just say Fulham were playing? I did say Fulham were playing. What was the scoreline? Right. right. That's right. My, my final question. Oh, I remember. My final yeah. question. There are three possible answers to this. If you get any one of the three, you get the point. Who has the most yellow cards in the Premier League this season? With eight. Three people have eight yellow oh, cards. Oh, I know this one. I know one of them. I thought I had gone a bit too easy with these. but um, no, these, are, these are fine. There's a few. Yeah, there's a few like outliers. So, should we, everyone got their answers? Yep. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh. I missed a few of them. Would you mind going through them again? Yes. Yeah, so, number one was which non-Big Six player has the most fantasy football points this season? Got that one. Number two is how many goals does Gundogan have this season in the Prem? Just take a punt. <laughs> take a punt, yeah. All right. Number three was who has the second okay. most goal involvements for Arsenal in all competitions this season? Okay. Number four was what was the scoreline of the first Premier League game of the season? And number right. five was which one who has the most yellow cards in the Prem this season? And there's three possible answers. So, number one. Who has the most fantasy? I'm away. I'm gonna go last because I think I might actually know this one. All right, Orlando, you, you you kick us off. I think it could be Aaron Cresswell. Well, we'll see. Tregs. I mean, I've gone for the obvious of Jack Grealish, but yeah, you see, I had Grealish and then I crossed it out and yeah. I put Aaron Aaron Cresswell as well. None of you have got it. You didn't. You didn't go for Paddy B. Oh, Bamford. and no one who you said is second either. Wait, is second who? Base is who? actually Emmy Martinez. 
But no, in front of Patrick Bamford with 142 points. Bamford. I thought the crash the, the assists and clean sheets combo. Yeah. I know, I know, but sometimes it's more obvious than you think. Okay. So, number two. How many goals does Ilkay Gundogan have in the Prem? Orlando. I have just taken a complete stab in the dark and gone for eight. I've gone, I've gone for ten. I've gone, 11. I've gone 11. You get the point then. He's got 11 goals this season. Oh, I was so close to putting 11. I was literally so close. Number three. Who has the second most goal involvements for Arsenal in all competitions this season? Should be I any- believe it's someone who you won't, who you won't stop banging on about, Alex. Nicolas Pepe. It very well might be. Tregs. Um, I went for Lacazette. Another good shout. I went, I went Pepe as well. So I think Europa you, League. You've all forgotten the man of the moment, the star boy, Bukayo Saka. He's actually, he's, he's got 12 goals and assists combined in all competitions. Oh. Lacazette and Bamiang both have 14. Oh, because you, you said well, it was more obvious than you think. Pepe yeah, like... Saka. I know, but so that's Pepe, why I thought it like, Saka. But played, I thought Saka played, was yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. yeah I Pepe's only had four starts in the league. So he's not going to get that many goal yeah, involvements. I, I, mean, right, I, mean, I mean, yeah, if you're talking about starts, you might think... I think we all got number four, so... Anyway, anyway. We all got number four. What was the first game? What was the scoreline? Right, I know it was Arsenal-Fulham. And yeah. I know it was either 3 0 or 4 0. Which but one? I can't remember which. So I think it was 3 0. 3 0. Yeah, 3 0. Willian got three assists. 3 0. Or three fancy football assists. Two, two actors. And the last question, which was who has the most yellow cards? There are three possible answers. You get any one of them, you get the point. Or right. Okay. My first thought was just Jorginho. So he's going to be my first guess. I don't actually know if it's that, but that was my first thought. My second thought, um, I know this is a huge outlier, but I remember reading somewhere that Callum Wilson has a lot of yellow cards this season. Um, and I don't think I need a third thought. That's the, I'm just going to go for those two. We'll, we'll let you have two guesses. Yeah, I've also actually gone for two, de- two guesses because you said any of the three. Um, so my first guess was ex-hacker. Um, the the Swissman, uh, Xhaka, uh, from Arsenal. I thought he's probably committed quite a few fouls. And then the um, the the big Scotsman himself, himself, Scott McTominay, was my second guess. Mr. Warren. Right. Well, I actually know one of these because they mentioned yeah. it last week, and it is my boy who receives unwarranted criticism, Hector Bellerin. Hecky B has eight yellow cards this year. That's he does. Fact. He does. Yeah. And well, I, I prefer not to speak. Anyway, the other two. <laughs> One of them was Isaac Hayden. I wouldn't expect any of you to have got that. Okay. One of them, Orlando, I'm surprised you didn't get. Your boy on loan at West Brom. Conor Gallagher. Conor Gallagher. Yes, oh, I, I, yeah, I should have got that. Oh, Gabe is running way. away with this. So, yeah, scores on the doors. One. I'm on, uh, I'm on five. I'm on two. No, sorry, three, three in that round, five overall. Yeah. Jesus I'm on one. <laughs> I'm on two I'm, I'm also on one. Right. Should I do more questions? questions? Oh, wait, should I do oh, more yeah. questions? To build no, I, I think I should go next. I could wrap it up, though, by the time it's done. That's true, actually. Yeah, we'll go Gabe next. We'll go next. Well, no, but I want to ask my questions. Thank you very no, much. You'll get, you'll get, you will in due time. Um, okay, okay. But just okay. to build the, build the tension, I think we'll go with mine. Leave it to love. Uh, all right, let me take you back, well, man, as I do so well, as J. Cole would say, because we will take you back <laughs> to 
you love that reference. But <laughs> we will take you back to a Super Sunday in this in September, which saw it saw sixteen goals across two games. Uh, it saw Aston Villa seven, Liverpool two, and Tottenham six, Man United one. You love that scoreline, Alex. But and five players scored twice, two or more goals across those two games. Who were they? Oh my god! Oh, okay. I know these. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I know a few of them. I know a few of them. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I've got oh. three. I've got I've got four. I've, um, now I've now I've got four. But who was the other one? Two. Wait, five, two or more. Oh, I know. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, I, I know. I know who it is. I know who. Wait, it is. could it be? I know could it be? It's pretty remarkable if you think about it. <laughs> I know, I know. Five players scoring two across the space of two games. Oh, wait. Oh, yes. Very happy. Oh, I've actually got it. Oh, I'm gassed. Come on. Oh, I'm okay. gassed for that. Okay, that was just a <laughs> warm-up question. Okay. Uh, oh, God. It's not a warm-up, basically. Number two, who became the oldest player to score a Champions League hat-trick since Ferlanch Pushkas in 1965? When was this? This season? Oh, I know this. Who scored a hat trick this season? Marcus Rashford. I don't think he's the oldest. I'm not sure about that. Um, I'll just say you're not going to be looking forward to this question. This next one coming up. Oh god. Um, Champions League hat trick. Oh, wait, could it? Mm, I'm gonna. That's, a, that's just a random guess, right? Yeah. I'll just go for that. You go, okay. Um, Defensia or Justicia won the Copa Sudamericana oh. uh, this year. But which former AC Milan striker was their manager? So I've given you a clue. Oh, okay. I got it. Say it again. Defensia or Justicia won the Copa Sudamericana this year. But which former AC Milan striker was their manager? Could it be? Surely he's not that old. Hmm. Who's now? I've, gone, I've no. gone for a man who I, I back. How old is he? I'm not saying he is, but he's now moved on to a different job. He's now moved on to a different job. Okay. And a bigger club, arguably. All right. All right, I'm happy with that. Um, number four, Romelu Lukaku and Zlatan Ibrahimovic hit the headlines after their Copa Italia bus stop. But who netted the winner for Inter that night? I think this could be a trick question. I'm not sure. I think this could be a trick question. Say it again. Who scored the winner? Romelu Lukaku and Zlatan Ibrahimovic hit the headlines after their infamous Coppa Italia basketball. But who netted the winner for Inter that night? Oh, I know it. Last minute. Yeah. Um, because you're at number five? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm ready. This one should be fairly fresh in the mind. So, all right, fairly easy one to finish off. So, uh, Kylian Mbappe stamped his claim on world football with a hat trick at the new camp. But who scored PSG's other goal in their 4 1 win? Okay, it's not too hard, these ones. I got it. Yeah, oh god, should be fresh in the mind. I got it. Okay, yeah, are we all good? Coming through, yeah, let's go through them. So, Alex, for the first question, who are your five players? My five players were Ollie Watkins, Hyungmin Son, Harry Kane, Ross Barkley, and Mohamed Salah. It's incorrect. I got 
I got, I think I've, I got it right here. Watkins, Grealish, Kane, Son, Salah. I have the same. Yeah, it's, it's not Josh Barkley. It's Jack Grealish. Who's so what have they been? Barkley scored I, one. I, I, oh, I, didn't know about that. Okay. I thought, I thought I'd done it when I thought, thought of Salah because. Yeah. 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 Um, who became the oldest player to score a Champions League hat trick since Ferranc Pushkas in '64? I've had a complete guess. I don't think he's even that old. I don't even know if he scored a hat trick in the Champions League, but I've gone Suarez. I've gone for a man who definitely hasn't scored a hat trick, and it's Ronaldo. <laughs> but it was a hat trick at the Sanchez Pijuan, wasn't it, Orlando? Big Oli G, what a man. Oh, it wasn't really? just a hat-trick, yeah. it was four goals. Four. It was four. Oh, of course! Oh. It was a perfect hat-trick and then he scored a penalty after. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Number three, tough one. Defensia or won the Copa Sudamericana this year. But which former AC Milan striker was their manager? So, was he, my, my guess. was he also a former Chelsea striker? I think he was. Okay. Was so it Hernan Crespo? It was Hernan Cruz. Oh, I actually went for that as well. Come on. I'm for Alexandra Paso. I was. I put Argentina. It's really working. can work out. When Orlando said that he played for Chelsea, I was like, wait, was it Shevchenko? But then I was like, no, no, no. I'll stick with my guns. Hernan Crespo. Don't think Shevchenko is going to be playing in Argentina. I know. I know. I know. He's now at Sao Paulo, Hernan Crespo. Interesting. Romelu Lukaku and Ibrahim Firmovic. Hit the headlines of the Copa Italia bus stop, but who scored the winner for Inter that night? I went. Was Christian Eriksen? Was yeah. it Barella? No, yeah. Christian Eriksen. Eriksen oh, free kick. Alex, Alex, it was a great free kick. <laughs> and, did, did you hear that Spurs wanted him back? Did you hear that? I did hear Fabrizio. that. It's paper talk, though, isn't it? <laughs> kind of mad. Anyway, That's probably the song. Um, Kylian Mbappe stamped his claim on world football with a hat trick against Barca. Who scored the other goal for PSG? Moise Keen. Moise. I, I initially was like, is it Florenzi? No, it's Moise Keen. Moise Keen. Good stuff. Right. I'm on I'm on a grand total of five two points. points. Oh, I'm on a grand total of uh, six points now. Catching six points. I think I, Wait, think can I, I have to leave my, my well, if I get, to the prediction. Game gets none. Oh, well, my questions are quite hard. I'm, you want six? You want six or another? Yeah, I'm no, on I'm on six. I'm on six as well. Wait, so Orlando... Hey, what you on? I'm on five. <laughs> so Gabriel, well, Gabriel I just got needs... five out of five on those. Five Gabriel boys, five boys. two points to take a win here. Fair enough. This is, this is a big one, all right? Made my all questions right. too I've got some very hard questions here. I, I can't win mathematically. It's a bit... I, mean, I can win mathematically if everyone else gets it all wrong. So, um, okay. So, uh, one of Orlando's questions was about uh, who won, as a player, the most penalties uh, this season. But I've, uh, I've gone for... Which team in Europe's top five leagues have received and scored the most penalties this season? They've done both, but like the, the main question is who's, re- who's received the most pens this season? Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Oh, I've I think I know this. I think I know this. Is there an, is there an hour I winner? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And it's like it's like a, a, an outright winner, and then it's like a few below. But no, I'm not I, think, I think I might know. This. I think I might know this as well. We all we all uh, had our answers yeah. down. Yeah, move on. Okay. Well, this one's a bit easier. I think you'll you'll get this one. But uh, which Premier League team 
have amassed the most red cards over this season so far? I do know this. <laughs> of course I do. Delving into the Premier League app stats. Right. <laughs> Orlando would be that better beneficiary of my kind questions, I feel like. Yeah. I think you'll like this question that I've got next, though. It's actually a, a big one. Everyone got that? Yep. Yep. Well, um, despite uh, you know my team being in great away form this season, uh, out of all of the, the teams who've uh, picked up away wins, uh, who had the most in their respective league? Most away wins. So which team which team has had the most away wins in their respective this league season. this season? In your in, in Europe's top five leagues, yeah. So basically just which team has won the most games away from home? Yeah. In the league. In the league. In their okay. in their respective league though. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. Um No answer may surprise you. That's what I'm saying. With it. It may. I've got my answer. Right. Um I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this one. This is this is my next one is a interesting one. Um, we all know uh, there's been some beautiful goals this season in the Prem, um, and I've, uh, I've I've gone for the question of which team in the Premier League have scored the most goals from outside the box. Outside. Ooh. I've got an answer. Um, just because I I've, I don't know, I feel like I've seen a lot of a lot of screamers from this team. Is it Premier League? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, yeah, Premier League. I think I know this one. I know it's not Arsenal. So that, that narrows it down right. to you guys and being helpful. Not really. Okay. My you know, final question. I think you, you all should get this if you keep up to date with the footballing news. Um, now, Ajax... Pressure, pressure's been, on. Ajax have been a team in, in much controversy as, as, of, as of late with um, many players being suspended or, or banned from the game uh, with Promes committing a, a crime and Onana being done for doping. Um, but which player who became Ajax's record transfer was comically left out of the Europa League squad due to administrative administrative errors? Okay. I do know this one. Yeah. It's the FM classic. <laughs> yeah. Legend okay. of the game. Right, uh, do you all have our answers? Yeah. I okay. do. Okay. Okay, so our first question. Which team in Europe's top five leagues have received and scored the most penalties this season? I'll go to Alex. So, so the only reason I said this is because I know that they have a player that scores a lot of penalties. So I've gone for Lazio. Very interesting, very interesting answer. Uh, Orlando, what was yours? I have gone for AC Milan. Yeah, I've also got AC. Yeah, AC. That, was, that was the correct answer. What? Well, I mean, they I, every that, game that, every game I see that, AC Milan playing, Kessie. I see Trump Kessie scoring a pen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, number two. I think this one is uh, quite a unanimous uh, correct answer for this, but I'll ask it anyway. Which Premier League team have amassed the most red cards over the season so far? Agent Louise. <laughs> yeah, it's Arsenal. It's, it's Arsenal. Awesome. Yeah, it's Arsenal. Yeah, um, <laughs> question three. Who, which team in, in Europe's top five leagues have had the most away wins this season so far? Right. Is it United? I mean, I've got I, a feeling, because at the start of the season, I remember... Is that, is that your answer? Really? Playing old, yeah, that is my answer. But they're playing Old Trafford and they're losing oh, Old Trafford. I've got a bit of a, bit of a shout here, I think. Yeah, yeah me too. Okay, do, you to go, do you want to go? Yeah. Um, I've just gone... I was trying to think, like, go through top five leagues. I've seen who's top, and I remember... I've gone Lost Lille. 
Lost Lil. I did the exact wow. same. I did that the was exact a very, same. very interesting shout because I can tell you the. Did you go Lil? Each of the leagues. So it was Man City, Man United, and Leicester all joined on eight in the Prem. Uh, in in the Bundesliga, it was eight for Bayern. Uh, in La Liga, it was nine for Atletico Madrid. In uh, in the French league, it was uh, nine for Lille, and in the Italian league, it's ten for AC Milan. Ah, oh. oh. so again, AC we, Milan. I don't, I don't. I don't think it would come up twice. Though. Yeah, mm. that 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 was why it was a bit of an interesting question. Now, the team in the Premier League who have scored the most goals from outside of the box. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking Jack Harrison. I'm thinking Rafinha. I'm thinking Leeds. Other answers, boys. Orlando. I just said Man City. And Gabe? I remember hearing a stat about James Madison and how many times he scored outside the box last week. So I went Leicester. Uh, well, Alex has taken the points there with Leeds. Leeds. Fair They've scored a lot of goals it. and a lot of them have come outside the box. you also got to think about free kick goals. So yeah, like, Orlando's won now. Orlando's nicked it. I didn't go Leeds for that. Yeah, no. um, um, which player who became Alex's record transfer was commonly left out of the European League squad due to an administrative error? Uh, was Sebastian it Anthony? <laughs> Anthony. 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 No, Anthony. 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 So, Gabe, do you win? Does Orlando win? No, Orlando's won. Got nine. Oh, in there. Yes. Comes in. This, this steals question. the point. I'm putting it down to the Fair play. A smash and grab in the last round for Orlando. A smash and grab. We'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. <laughs> we will. Well played. Fair play. Okay. Thank you, thank you. I'd like to thank my family for affording <laughs> this opportunity to me. Yeah, feel free to give us a My fans. All my position, I just have to smash it. I'm forever indebted to them. You know. <laughs> no, some Eric Cantona words of wisdom, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Football is we, the kill the sp- we are the sport that we kill for the fly. So, <laughs> anyway, um, a good win there for Orlando. A win that Chelsea will not be getting tomorrow night, but we'll see. They could do. Uh, so that wraps us up for our podcast and Orlando you are the host of the Chelsea Spot podcast where can we find that indeed you can find it um everywhere really uh just search the Chelsea Spot okay. Twitter okay. Instagram Spotify Apple Podcasts, whatever um thank you very much for the shout out I suppose I highly recommend it and it's I'm not a Chelsea fan I've listened to it though and it gives you a good insight into life in a life uh as an academy player. Got some high profile guests. Yeah. yeah. Talk some topical discussions and some fun drafts as well. So you don't have to be a Chelsea fan because I'd highly recommend it. I enjoy listening to it. So give it a listen. Thank um, you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And thank you to Alex and Treggs. It's good. good it's uh, a good pod. Yeah, good one. Thank you Hopefully guys. the audio, I think the audio has been better. I think it's been quite good. Yeah. Fingers crossed indeed. So that's uh, all that's left to say is thank you for listening. Uh, Take care and uh, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Bye bye.